0: It's just plain wrong that getting a good night's sleep is so hard. You know, sleep doesn't have to be this hard.
1: There is a faster way to get better sleep. Sleep Takeout gives you real practical sleep solutions and your questions answered.
0: I'm Dr. Bond and I'm a licensed psychologist.
1: And I'm Dr. Satuni and I'm a board certified sleep and pulmonary physician.
0: And we're here to talk to you about sleep advice without a pill.
1: This Sleep Takeout podcast is for information and entertainment purposes. This podcast is not intended as professional or legal advice.
0: Podcasts are not treatment. Sleep disorders and mental health conditions need to be individualized with the healthcare provider. Sleep takeout is not a replacement for professional advice or recommendations.
1: So help your friends sleep better. Share the sleep takeout podcast with them and be sure to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app. I'm going to say just another reason why we might not um, get... Get a
0: sponsorship for... Oh, maybe. Well, you know, welcome back, Sleep Nation. Hey,
1: Dan. How are you? (laughs) Hey,
0: Michelle. I hit record a little earlier because I wanted to have our listeners kind of have a little bit of behind the scenes this morning on on our... Podcast recording time. So
1: today we're going to be uh, diving into some like sleep disorders that involve eating, but um, we wanted to actually have a product to review that was food related. So food. So I want to tell you while you're stirring up your um, your drink that we made is Uh uh, I've gotten kind of interested in learning about um, mushrooms. And so this kind of goes Which back kind to of mushrooms? like all different kinds. So like the <laughs> kinds that are just in nature for nutrition, the uh-huh. kinds that are you know used for other purposes to like dissociate from reality. Sure. Like mushrooms
0: can mean lots of different things.
1: So um, <laughs> so even before we get into the review, I just had a like a very nice uh, getaway uh-huh. type of retreat that I do in November. Uh, to nature and mm. there were a couple of people that were on our hikes that were even more interested in mushrooms than i was did you
0: eat mushrooms on your hike
1: um so we had a naturist uh-huh. that was on the hikes with us which was kind of nice um so while a lot of people were taking pictures of the mushrooms she's like don't eat that don't touch that uh-huh. uh, and then other guys yeah. were like oh that one you can that was pretty safe wow uh, none of them that i would have eaten they were very pretty colors they uh-huh. look like you know, dispersions of flowers. Oh you know, yeah, like they're beautiful. The rotted wood, but because of a lot of the storms recently, and because it was really a wet summer, mm-hmm. yeah, um, there's quite a bit of of uh, mushroom activity going wow,
0: on. Wow, the fungi are on the loose. <laughs>
1: so, and anyway, mushrooms are pretty amazing things. They have a lot uh-huh. of vitamins in them, and I think that there's quite a few products that are out there. That are meant for sleep purposes or mm-hmm. relaxing purposes. So, so the,
0: introduce us to this one, this thing this, that I'm stirring right here.
1: This one, uh, it's called the Four Stigmatic Mushroom Cacao Mix with Reishi Mushrooms, and it was advertised from a um, improving sleep, uh, like uh-huh. a drink mix to improve sleep that helps with relaxation. Uh-huh. And we're entering kind of this season of like eating and kind of hot beverages and mm, you know, holidays. I, I'm a big fan of my my pumpkin stuff, but not as yeah. not as like a super fan. So I said, well, sure. let's try and get different ones. This this one there's four or five ingredients in it only, uh-huh. and um, the flavor from the the sweetness side is really from cinnamon. So everything that okay. is in here is like an earth related thing. So, so I
0: so I so I opened the packet. It looks like a like a tea bag packet, but yeah. But so I opened it and I mixed it with water, and now it it small does small
1: amount of water, so yeah. four ounces. Yeah. Uh, if you re, if you read on the back, you can make it hot or cold, so okay. it doesn't have to be a warm beverage. So
0: mine is hot, and it does look like hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it literally, and I'm gonna I'm going smell it. It smells a little bit like a cinnamony kind of hot cocoa. Mm-hmm. So far, I haven't tasted it yet. All right, now I'm gonna taste it for the first time. All right, I'm waiting. live on the podcast. Okay. Okay, I mean, I've had better hot cocoa than that. <laughs> do you taste
1: any mushroom but taste?
0: I do not taste any mushroom taste. Like actually, I taste, I taste the like the cocoa, which I'm curious. Where's the cocoa? Is just the cocoa is added into the mushroom or the, the cacao? No, the
1: cocoa is a, a powder. Just like okay, the all right. So the cacao kind of got, got added in there. Powder. So yeah. um, my daughter and I tried it first. Yeah. Um, in this, in this one, there's different sizes, but this one has. Um, I mean, it's not Ten bad. Ten packets, I want to say. Yeah. Ten packets. Uh-huh. But um, she is not a big mushroom taster. Um, and yeah. I and I would probably say I wouldn't want a mushroom drink that's not soup that it was a tasty thing. Yeah. But, um, but I don't really taste any of the mushrooms. I also am not exactly sure it makes me relaxed. But uh-huh. uh, when you kind of go back and look at mushrooms, one of the big things that mushrooms have is a lot of B vitamins. Oh. And so I'm having a like an idea that between the B vitamins and maybe some calcium, magnesium, and things that are in mushrooms, we can mm-hmm. have a dietitian come talk to us. Uh, I oh, think yeah, that's really why they're saying it's more of a chill out.
0: Maybe. I will say, I mean, this is a whole other effect, but I do love a warm beverage and a cup in my hand. Like, that's also very comforting. But
1: has a nice smell, yeah. like more of a cinnamon sort of smell. It not, does. Not a mushroom yeah. smell. Um, I would say
0: I do not... This would just taste like a less sweet version of a hot cocoa, like to me, which actually usually means it's a little bit healthier. So it tastes like a more like a dark chocolatey kind of like a cocoa mix. I do not, I do not taste any mushroom kind of scent or flavor.
1: There's no protein in it. A lot of times I like to encourage a very small snack with protein in it mm-hmm. at night if someone is having trouble with sleeping. Yeah. Um, I really would like to not encourage a lot of volume liquid before first right. before sleep in the evening. But let's say you like a hot beverage that you really don't want the caffeine in it, uh-huh. The uh, the content of the cocoa in here, which obviously would be more of a caffeine... Um, type of beverage it's it's a very very small amount yeah so I don't know how much it would affect this would be sleep.
0: great if we you know ever create like a uh, a nighttime beverage sampler for you know our sleep if takeout listeners. actually work to
1: put people to sleep I yeah. think it would be good but from from a drink mix I probably yeah. any warm warm um, beverage
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe if there was uh, some lavender or some honey so just like the tea mentality it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have much calories this one i want to yeah. say has five calories okay so that's kind of a nice yeah thing. I'm, i would say it's a nice it's
0: a nice flavor differentiator like this is not tea it's not coffee it's it's a different flavor profile and so, it's
1: healthy yeah
0: i love it it's like i'm Although, so, um, so tell me, what is the health benefit of drinking the mushroom? Like, what do I get from this?
1: Mushrooms in general, like I said, are, are going to be chock full of vitamins. And hmm. so if you are a connoisseur of, um, you know, different types of foods with medicinal purposes, it's mm-hmm. going to have that. So between the B vitamins and the magnesium that goes in it, it may help with something like leg cramps. Uh-huh. It could help um, if you're maybe on the mildly de- dehydrated side to, sure. to help you so that you're not as stiff. But,
0: and cinnamon's uh, like an antioxidant, right, or something like those lines? or
1: Yeah, it, it, cinnamon has a lot of just validating uh, properties in terms of keeping blood sugar under mm-hmm. control. So
0: Yeah. There you go. Wow. Okay, so question for you. Would you buy it again?
1: Would I buy it again? Uh, I'd say yes. Okay. I, I would buy it again, not for the purposes of, of sleep, but I do think it, it would be a nice beverage. I really want to be a tea person and uh-huh. not. Yeah. So this is, just as you said, right. kind of that other warm beverage that mm-hmm. might have a nice flavor with not a lot of calories right. between coffee and tea. And really, you don't have to put anything in it. I actually right. yeah, think I, I wanted to add yeah. more cinnamon because mm-hmm. I just enjoy the cinnamon flavor yeah. to it. I didn't. I just used less water and it was a little bit more flavorful.
0: I love it. I would put this, it's probably similar to when we reviewed that Hey Girl tea. Mm-hmm. I really liked the flavor of it. Did it do anything from a sleep perspective? I mean, who knows? <laughs> but the flavor was pretty tasty. So. But um, I'm, yeah. you know,
1: whenever you're looking for something, uh, maybe during the holiday time you may be traveling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: to have a um, a nice consistent beverage that you might take with you that's in a packet right. may be a really helpful you know reminder of that routine that you Mm -hmm. can institute even when you're not awake not not at home because we tend to during times of travel or holidays we tend to try and keep reverting back to maybe a habit that we don't want to right to like eating or drinking too much before we go to bed so if you have a routine something with low calories that you want to yep. introduce it's an easy thing to take to someone's house Absolutely. Uh, would i give it as a gift probably not it's probably not one of my favorite things that i would do but if if i knew someone <laughs> be like was, what is this Michelle? was <laughs> conscious about it or someone that really liked more health health food sure. type of benefits i think it's a nice thing
0: i think actually as you as we were doing this i was like this would be so much fun to do if we did like you know like the equivalent of like a wine tasting but with all nighttime beverage tastings if we did a a group event where we'd be like, look, these are different things. This one's mushroom hot cocoa. Yeah, hit us up
1: if you want to yeah. do, do something like this. I think so that'd, that'd be, be, be great.
0: Fun. It'd be like a whole, like, social, this, uh, throw some something new into your nighttime beverage. Everybody you know? has to
1: bring their own repertoire. Uh, their own um, preferred type of, of beverage so that we can share. That's true,
0: yes. Yeah. But I I it could be like
1: fun. The, even though I'm not a big person that likes lots of packaging, I do like the package idea like a tea packet mm-hmm. because you can travel with it.
0: Yeah, right. They're usually small. They're self-contained. Yeah, they're good. All right, well, great. Oh, and did we get price? What is this? This is the Four Sigmatic Sigmatic Mushroom Cacao Mix.
1: Each packet is just over about um, a dollar.
0: Okay. And it comes with how many? Ten. Ten, okay. All right. So. So your elevated evening ritual.
1: So I mean the, I feel
0: elevated right now and I I'm just will put
1: the link on Amazon it right it was there. And uh they come Oh there and Star are,
0: Reviews. What were the star reviews on Amazon?
1: There were uh, let me pull it up. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll have to figure out that that uh we just need to just talk for a second while I can find those. Oh no.
0: <laughs> That's okay. The star reviews, as we've already discussed, can sometimes be a little misleading. But well, well
1: they, ha- they have a mushroom coffee blend too.
0: Oh.
1: And they have it in pods.
0: I mean, I'm a fan of the Keurig pod, but... um, Uh, So
1: there were over 2,000 reviews, and mm -hmm. it was four and a half stars.
0: Okay. I mean, that's a good star rating.
1: (laughs) But this brand makes pods. They make some other types of things, so it's kind of interesting.
0: And it's organic.
1: It is organic. Okay. Easy to travel with. They have a latte, a coffee type of mix. This is the cacao one. Oh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because they're advertised as health foods. I'm not exactly sure other than mushrooms are good for you, but um, I wouldn't call it a health
0: food. Mushrooms are good for you. You know, when I drink this, I think of only because I've watched, like, too much Star Trek lately, but <laughs> there's this whole thing about the mycelial network, and mushrooms are part of that mycelial network. I think it's, it's a cool,
1: a yeah. cool word. Um, the ones that it they... A new word, yeah. They... The, the same brand has like lion's mane and for Mm -hmm. better memory and thinking so well great job i
0: love this great find too
1: perfect so how are things going
0: they're good they are we're good We're, we're approaching the end of the year which is always an exciting time it's time to kind of look back and actually before we started recording we were chatting about you know we'll probably have to make a year in review episode soon just to be like where were we what did we accomplish kind this of my favorite
1: because yeah. I can kind of take a step
0: back totally and you can be like and what do we want to oh and what is it what you were telling me like it's like vision casting dream casting something casting like we have to do that too and like where do we want to go next Projections. yes yeah. we're gonna we're gonna sip more of this mushroom tea and be like okay where do we want to go next where do want to go so. Well,
1: where I want to go right now is kind of a fascinating subject. Mm. Um, is is you know food? It's about food. Uh, it's that time of year that we do it. Oh, we should mention that we have a, a friend in in the uh, studio today. Yeah, so Luna is joining us. My little us. Luna just decided to get up and shake. So if you, if you hear that, she's she's our mascot. Maybe she'll come to our next event. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we're going to talk about um, a sleep-related eating disorder. How much do you know about this?
0: I well, so we were chatting before we hit record. I would say not as much as as it relates to eating eating patterns that happen when you're not consciously awake. So this is the part that I was like, "Ooh, Michelle, tell me more about this."
1: So um, sleep-related eating disorders, mm-hmm. um, or is not the same as nocturnal eating syndrome. Right. So nocturnal eating syndromes are uh, like the gremlins, you know, mm-hmm. where you get hungry at night and you tend to consume high calorie, high sure. fat, high sugar foods,
0: which can sometimes be a lot of us, depending on where your daily routine is. Absolutely, it's yeah. super
1: disruptive for right. sleep as well. Right. But sleep-related eating disorder is a type of parasomnia, which parasomnia again means something that happens during sleep that would typically happen during a week. Mm-hmm. So. Like sleepwalking, sleep talking, even mm-hmm. teeth grinding can kind of be considered in that. Um, but this is where people will eat while they are asleep.
0: So, so not consciously alert.
1: Not consciously yeah. alert. Not fake eating, just chewing. Yeah. Like this is actually wow. out of bed and wow. um, and eating. So if they have no memory of this the following day. Typically, uh-huh. this is in that delta delta sleep stage wow. two or stage three type of sleep. Okay. They often eat things they typically would not consume during the day. Oh. So this is kind of the important part on why it gets brought to medical attention is because they are sometimes um, eating things that could be poisonous, oh. uh, not edible in general. So um, different types of objects, or they um, can eat you know things that they'll find in their bathroom or their kitchen. Uh, but usually it'll be some food that they don't normally consume during the day. Okay. Um, the the pretty typical that I see is, um, peanut butter or mm. some sort of nut butter from the cabinet right. mixed with, uh, dog food or cat food. Nuh-uh. Um, yes.
0: Like mixing peanut butter with dog food and yes. cat food.
1: So there'll be a spoon involved. Wow. There'll be something that they shouldn't be eating. Okay. Um, and it's, it's usually found in the kitchen, uh-huh. uh, but it would not be something that would be combined. So it's fascinating. It's okay. kind of there. Um, they, it can be considered I'm just gonna primary. I'm going to sip on more
0: mushroom tea while I think about cat food and peanut butter.
1: <laughs> it can be considered primary, where it's related to a primary sleep disorder. So ones that often pop up are things like restless leg syndrome, right. uh, narcolepsy, or sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Or it can be considered secondary, and secondaries are usually drug-induced. So different types sure. of medicines may induce this. And um, there's a whole slew of different medicines, and I won't like name-drop any particular mm-hmm. ones. But, um, but they're usually ones that give you a little bit of amnesia. So some of them are sleep aids, mm-hmm. some of them are not. Right. Um, it's different from this nighttime eating syndrome where you actually have really full recollection. Right, um, you're consciously
0: awake during those. Nocturnal
1: yeah. eating syndrome usually does, though, so have have almost like a pressure to eat. Mm-hmm. And this is also something that you find if you were observing someone with a sleep-related eating. Mm-hmm. There's this almost pressure, like this, this, like, fast paced um like gathering materials and then putting them in your mouth so Mm -hmm. the biggest um the biggest thing is that this could wake somebody up you know the crunching
0: of the cat food might wake you up
1: (laughs) (laughs) the crunching (laughs) of the cat food maybe the cat wanting to right maybe the cat is
0: jealous the cat's like that's my food
1: uh, somewhere between 1% and 5% of adults with uh, parasomnias will have uh, this sleep-related eating disorder. Wow. And typically it comes to, to my, um, my awareness when they make appointments because what ends up happening is they start gaining weight.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, they have no idea why, okay? Sure. But they'll find little things or their family will find little things that mm. is is popping up that is the clue to it, the patients just have no recollection. Wow. The other... Now, do you
0: put away, like, in the the parasomia, like, let's say, for example... You you do not put it away. Okay, so you leave the peanut butter out, you leave the cat food out, and... Just
1: walk away. You just walk away. Wow. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff out this causes a lot of frustration at the house. Sure. So in addition to the weight gain, the other thing is people injure themselves. So they yeah, actually I are imagine. cutting things or make like cooking types of things. Uh-huh. And they since they're asleep, they're not actually aware that they, you know, have turned the stove on and left the the um, the uh, yeah. towel or anything right. that's right there. Or they'll burn themselves um, with you know something wow. that they're making. There's a, a a really important part of it that makes it less likely to get brought to medical attention quickly is the fact that a they don't know, and b when they do find out that they're doing it, they're embarrassed.
0: Sure. So right. I um, mean, I'm not sure I'd want to admit I eat cat food with peanut butter. I well,
1: remember you getting yeah. cut up cut up on the cat food. Cat food is yeah. you know probably just like the leftover fish parts so. that's
0: true I mean flavorful right yep <laughs> um, and crunchy if you very want that texture often
1: is is uh, you know if we if I pick the top two reasons that mm-hmm. people would have this is um, medications um, like sleep type of medications right. and then the next one that I would see is um, like other movement disorders so mm-hmm. restless leg or periodical movements where they're maybe getting up from a lighter stage of sleep because they're uncomfortable and then they're having uh, that sleep disruption that's contributing sure. to the eating at night.
0: but with RLS sometimes you actually so this is the real challenge with it is it actually interrupts your your brainwave patterns because you wake up it like does. yeah it fragments your right.
1: sleep you become more sleep deprived right. and sleep deprivation is another risk factor for a primary sleep disorder that would really relate, relate yeah. to the eating. So um, when, you, when you look backwards and you figure out how to treat it, acknowledging it is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is making sure that you are avoiding um, kitchen type of activities at night. Sure. Um, and you can, you can find that if you do deprive someone from being able to like, get out to their kitchen you know, by locking mm-hmm. a door, um, they really will not have this problem anymore, mm-hmm. but they will start eating things that are not Edible, so Um, they um, like backs of earrings, like just small, small little things. Must be something with these, these small bits.
0: So I'm hearing what what I'm hearing you say is, if you restrict access to the kitchen Mm -hmm. or block access to the kitchen, then you just find something else to start munching on. To start eating. Wow. So how do you? What do you do with this? Like how do you treat it? Acknowledging
1: it it is is really there, and then you want to treat the underlying disease. So for part of the diagnosis, almost all the time, I ask the regular questions on if there's something that we need to do a sleep study on so we will generally do a sleep study if there's a high clinical suspicion of sleep apnea it may be just a home type of sleep test where we'll catch it but if there's not a real high clinical suspicion of apnea we will send them to a sleep lab where they're videotaped audio taped and hooked up and we'll see if there's a sleep disrupting Mm -hmm. uh, factor
0: like a parasomnia would show up in the lab
1: uh, not necessarily parasomnia, but a, a primary sleep disorder. So okay. maybe the like restless uh, leg yeah, or the periodic okay. limb movements or very fragmented sleep. Um, the other thing that you want to make sure is if they already are on a medicine, whether it's a prescription medicine or a supplement or some mm-hmm. extra mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, then In the form
0: of hot cocoa. <laughs>
1: Then you, um, then you want to maybe just bring that to their awareness because if it is a medication inducing it, then you would want to sure. try and decrease it. Sure. Uh, rarely there are just some wacky ones that are like heart medicines that, mm-hmm. that would cause it. It's typically not those types of medicines. But if, if there is a thought a new medicine would have caused it, then we try and address not being on that medication mm-hmm. or trying to t- maybe change the timing of the medication sure. if it's necessary. Um, but just like with many things in, in, in the sleep world and in the medicine world in general, you want to make sure that people don't injure themselves and right. hurt themselves. Right. There are reports absolutely in forensic uh, sleep medicine that there have been major injuries to the bed partners or to themselves. Mm. Um, but usually in this situation, it's really just to the patient themselves. Wow. So, unless the unless oh, the house no. burns down from uh, the, the person trying to help them. Sure. And you have to remember the person is sleeping, so you really can't, um, you, you can't actually address it at the time if there's another person that's there. Right, you're um, just really
0: managing behavior in the middle of night. You have to
1: manage the behavior. Yeah. Uh, but maybe bringing it to someone's attention would be extremely helpful, not at the right. immediate time, just so that they uh, have less embarrassment over it or that they sure. seek medical attention more quickly.
0: Well, I think in part of that too, ad- addressing the embarrassment might be kind of actually normalizing a little bit that hey, these things do happen. Like, and there, there's it's not like you're going to bed and saying, woohoo I can't wait to like wake up in the middle of the night and eat food that I don't remember that I'm eating." Mm-hmm. So the more that you can kind of recognize that it's not like it's not that you're actively choosing this; it's just a cluster of symptoms that are occurring, and we don't exactly know what the cause is. Until we dive, we dive deeper into what's causing that, maybe.
1: Right. So treatment of the uh, underlying cause, whether it's a medicine or a sleep disruptor, will be the treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there are different medication treatments that we need to shut it off pretty immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, even dealing with the weight gain that's associated with it, some of those medicines that just cause weight loss will actually help improve it. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those actually cause the restless legs so it actually can mm-hmm. make it worse. So. Yeah. Um, you just have to, have to keep an eye on it. This it, the parasomnia is a really interesting um, conditions to treat, and it's really important to just, like you said, almost normalize it. Not right. that it's super common, but um, normalize it so that people get away from that stigma of not maybe treating an under another underlying right. um, condition. Right. But um, I, I mean, I, there's some horrific stories over the last ten years where people have really um created some dysfunction with some of this eating
0: yeah i would imagine like especially if it's eating that you know you it might be something that's inedible or something along those lines like oh my gosh yeah
1: Yeah, it tends to be a pretty recurrent recurrent issue Mm -hmm. um so some people will just have food aversions to certain things like Mm -hmm. let's say it was peanut butter and cat food right like no longer will they ever allow Mm -hmm. peanut butter or cat food to be in the house right um and it it's um, it's just really unfortunate that people have to deal with that stress sure of missing out on certain foods.
0: Right. Well, I was, I was almost wondering, as you were kind of describing it earlier, if there is maybe a little bit more of like a, a hedonic kind of trait to maybe some of the food kind of uh, desires that actually might show up with something like this, if there's certain like maybe a... And an appeal to more of the the you know the high fat, high salt, high sugar like those types of foods that really just kind of line up your brain. Yeah, I'm not
1: really sure. I yeah. was I was kind of more on the jokey side. I said, "Well, you're for like the little bits like the raisins or the the cat food. You're going to need the peanut butter to make it all stick together, so it doesn't end <laughs> up on the floor." Um, but honestly, that's, that's where a lot of the injuries have happened. It, let's say it's Cheerios or something that's spilled on the floor. Yeah. Then they're actually tripping over sure. the stuff, or they pour uh, liquids and then they slip yeah so um the emergency room should really be alert to this wow Um, and again it's not going to be something that the emergency room is going to be able to deal with but Mm -hmm. maybe from a documentation standpoint um at least getting the that in the documentation for the doctor on the outside to just say listen you know they tripped there was food all over the kitchen um, and they don't really have any recollection to it
0: Mm -hmm. wow fascinating michelle good stuff
1: so um, i hope you uh, got a little bit more taste of uh, this sleep related
0: absolutely who knew that my little cup of mushroom hot cocoa would be so informative (laughs) about these parasomnia like eating in the middle of the night Yeah. yeah We talked
1: about restless leg. We should do that in a. We you know, do. I was thinking we should. Up. I was
0: also thinking too. Another thing we need to cover are like sleep positions, like how people lay when they're sleeping. Absolutely. Because there's so much variability in that, and how some people can stay in certain positions for certain periods of time, and other people are like, nope, I have to constantly be shifting around.
1: Yeah,
0: let's do that. So, all right
1: well that's on to another episode um so i hope you have a very good week and i hope that um as the year is kind of coming to a close that you have some rest and relaxation
0: absolutely all right enjoy the holidays, sleep nation take care
1: thank you for joining us on this episode of sleep takeout we hope that you found our discussion on sleep valuable
0: Help your friends to sleep better. You can share the Sleep Takeout podcast with them and be sure to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast app.
1: Remember Sleep Nation, sleep well.
0: Dream big.
1: And wake up refreshed. Bye. Bye.